Not everyone can travel wild space on the Voidfarer, so that's why today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey to Europe or North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money, and that's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. Valid through July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Previously on Tales of the Voidfarer. You see Lainey standing there, and she kind of moves past you. I watch her with a weird expression. I noticed the pool of blood and the main battery. I saw Ormond. Coming out of the head is Merrick. What's going on? Uh, Somebody died out here, Merrick. I trust the three of you to head up this investigation. The Agatha Christie fan in me is like, you are doing this so wrong. (laughs) Did you see anything? Lainey was in the crow's nest. Did Lainey leave? Not that I noticed. I saw her. You feel a warmth coming from your pocket. From the sending stone? What do you want from me? You've already done everything I've asked. Wait, you made me do it? There's no response. I throw the sending stone off the side of the ship. Yeet. Now that we sufficiently talked about the weather for lack of anything else to talk about, who wants to play Dungeons and Dragons? Who wants to talk about murder? Murder! I like that. Let's do it. How long is it going to take for Luckbeak to confess? I mean, he's he coming close. He sort of did. Did I? I? I've lied. I've not confessed yet. All right, then. So if I recall... Last we left off, Luckbeak just yeeted his sending stone into the void. <laughs> That's correct. From the deck. And uh, Ravnus and Marco, did you stay back in Val's quarters when Luckbeak went to go do that? Probably. Ravnus still has her arm on, like, um, her arm on, on Ezereth. Yeah, Ezereth has kind of just resigned herself to just like, okay, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like she's going to try to slink off at any at any point. Okay. <laughs> um, I will ask a, a question for Saker then. Were you in any way being sneaky about it? Were you just kind of like, I can't recall. About the murder? Uh, no, I was pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah mo- no, more or less the uh, <laughs> stepping out of the room. Uh, no, I don't think I was being sneaky. Um, I think that Marco then probably would have at least like, after realizing he didn't, he didn't come back immediately, probably would have at least just kind of like poked his head outside. But well, it hasn't been that long. Him. It's only been yeah. like le- like less than a minute. It wasn't a very long phone call. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'll defer to uh, I just stay inside and 
if he doesn't come back quickly, then our mm-hmm. a suspect is uh, fleeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where would I flee to, Marco? <laughs> We're on a spaceship. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> to murder again. <laughs> I got to get the killed streak up before they catch me. <laughs> That's my goal. My goal is the high score. I don't really care about Yeah. I don't care if you catch Kill me as long streak. as I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it's Val and Brohane and Scriv with Marco, Ravnus, and Ezerath in Val's quarter, and there is the body of Ormond still on Val's bed. And shortly after Luckbeak excused himself, Val will kind of look towards Ravnus and Marco and say, well, have you um, begun taking stock of where everyone was when this seemed to have occurred? Perhaps we can maybe compare some notes? We've been trying to. We have a few leads right now. Anything worth sharing yet? Um... I'll look for confirmation from Ravnus um, to uh, see if it's worth like bringing up right now. Uh, Ravnus says not yet. We're still looking into things. Uh, she'll nod. While you've been going around asking questions, I've had Mr. Elmsworth start getting people's statements of where they were. So uh, we haven't worked our way through the whole crew yet, but we've received some information that we have on record that if you'd like to compare notes on to see if anything is out of place, then that record is available at any time. Uh, Marco will approach and go, well, we have a couple of alibis that we have feasibly ruled out being information I don't think would hurt any investigation. So um, I think I just kind of lay out to Val just as a means of trying to get her information um it's like well we have more or less ruled out Ismini, melinda merrill and ravnus all of which have alibis for each other myself and scuttlebutt have um our alibis for each other and i do believe that we also have an alibi for um borden elmsworth I think that is just about everybody right now. She'll nod. All right. According to our records, Johannes was in the charting room doing some late night work. Orella was with him, though she had dozed off there. Brohane was in his quarters, though was at his workshop shortly beforehand. Val will say, like, going down the list. Tira was drinking in the mess with... Should, is anybody writing this down? Should I be writing it? Um, I'm trying was, to keep up. I was writing it down, but not in the sheet. Okay. <laughs> Did you say Ira? Tira. Yeah, I was a Tira. 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 Okay. The dwarven gunner, Tira. Okay, oh, I was The like, character we all know and love. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad then that I was not the only one that heard Ira. Because I'm like, oh my god, are we suspecting Ira? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luckbeak did try to interrogate Ira last, <laughs> last episode. That is true. It's the perfect crime, really. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ira again? Ira is the mechanical spider. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I was desperately looking at this crew sheet. <laughs> right. I feel like Ira would lack, like, the criminal mind to, like, be convicted, though. Be more of uh, a tool for yeah. murder. Yeah, more the murder weapon than the murderer. Makes like I don't care. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Val will say Vyrith, Tira, Elwyn, Happy Winds, Corvina, and Merrick were all in the mess, though Merrick admits that he left to use the head right around the time that this happened. 
Wait, so Virith, Happy can, Winds, Merrick. Can I, yeah, can we get those names just one more time? Virith, yeah. who was the Dragonborn Gunner. Uh-huh. Tira, who is the Dwarven Gunner. Elwyn, uh-huh. the Half-Elven Gunner. Happy Winds, Corvina, and Merrick were all in the mess. And Merrick left to use the head. Sorry, it was Merrick who left? Correct. Yeah, we saw him, like, come out. Yeah. yeah, basically, like, with the toilet flushing in the background and toilet paper stuck to his foot. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out right as you guys were, like, standing over the body investigating. Yeah. Uh, Salon was in the home room. Coot was in the galley. I feel like there's a joke there. <laughs> it's not my boyfriend, Coot. He would never. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious of him after that one shot <laughs> I mean he's, Ooh, yeah. he still does not have a viable alibi it's true so yeah. yep um, and she'll say that that's, that's all they were able to pin down as of yet although Elmsworth is continuing to take stock of the whole crew I, I know I'm not there sure but is her only source for this is Elmsworth. Elmsworth is interviewing the crew. So, like, this right. is what they have told Elmsworth they were. Got it. Okay. Got it. So, if we can confirm that then, then we have five more people ruled out as suspect. As Aurel and Johannes, due to Aurel's sleeping, cannot verify the entire time. Merrick went to the bathroom, and Sillin and Coot were still by themselves, though Sillin feasibly probably was needing to fly the Voidfarer. Sorry, I'm just writing stuff down. I mean, same. Look what you've done to us, Nick. We're all just <laughs> dutifully taking notes now. <laughs> Good. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always taken notes. They just haven't been very like good. <laughs> Questionably useful notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm only doing it because Tom said he wasn't going to for this episode. <laughs> Training wheels are off. Ugh, this sucks. Yeah. Um... If I may ask, Val, where were you during all of this, just so we can have your account? Um, I was here in my quarters. Um, was anybody with you during that time? Unfortunately, no. Okay, then. Has anybody uh, seen or heard from Jack and Tatters and Roxana? You guys heard last time that Jack and Tatters was up on the deck at night drinking with Fenella and... Uh, Fenella and... Fuck, what's her name? <laughs> oh, oh, Lillian. Uh, Jack and Tatters was on the deck uh, drinking with Lillian and Fenella. I thought Jack was in the mess. No, Happy Winds was in the mess. Not all tabaxi are the same. <laughs> <laughs> so racist. Happy Winds is the one without any fur. <laughs> and Jack and Tatters is the one with fur. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay, so if they can also confirm that, then we have three more suspects uh, off. Uh, Ezerath had, did mention the the group that was drinking as well. Oh, Ezerath mentioned them. Oh, so we have alibi done. Uh, uh, I believe so. I got it. Okay, so yeah, I can I, we can feasibly them. I'm so sorry. All of the all of the editing that's going to go into this episode. Le- just from leave this. this in, Nicholas. Leaving us like <laughs> this is going to be like a 30 minute episode once it's all said and done. <laughs> So Fenella, Jack, Lillian, I'll have alibis. Okay, so um, the other ones we still need to rule out also are, I hate to say it, but the children. Kale, Riley, Adger. Right, I saw Riley. So you, you can verify that Riley was there the entire time? Yes. No. 
you saw no. you saw oh. Riley and Kale arrive later. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they could potentially vouch for each other, but um, they still had opportunity. I don't. God knows why. Um, I I think uh, Luckbeak walked in a little while ago and has just sort of been listening passively to this, just because I want to talk as well. <laughs> is, um, is Luckbeak visibly annoyed when he comes in? Yeah, I uh, I think more shaken than annoyed, but yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I, I don't think I got a a full answer to this earlier. Uh, does anyone know where Roxana is? Uh, Val will speak up and goes, um, Elmsworth hasn't uh, talked to her specifically yet, um, but I believe she was in her quarters, but that still needs to be verified. Okay, so she's... Okay, good. Yep. Just regular murder mystery, then. <laughs> I say, uh... Well, now... Listen, we're, we're exempting people who are using each other as their alibi, but, like, you know, if Ezerath and Borden and Fenella were in it together, then, of course, they're going to excuse each other. If the kids did it together for some reason, I mean, God forbid... Ezerath is going to speak up and say, excuse me, I am no part in this. Yeah, okay, also a thing that a murderer might say. We just can't take anything off the table, except for probably us three. (laughs) I mean, it's a fair assessment. Uh, Myself and Scuttlebutt easily could have had the opportunity to murder them as a tandem. Um, However, if that's the case, then we'd have to investigate myself and Scuttlebutt together. So I think it at least minimizes possibilities. All right, take them off the table until we definitely need to. All right, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, if there's, if there's evidence that Ravnus, Meryl, Melinda, and Ismini together as a quartet conducted a murder, then we'll rule them back in. That Hold- seems more complicated than just doing it alone. I mean, truth. That's why, but, you know, there we can kind of rule them out unless evidence starts pointing that direction that a group did it. All right, so what's what's our next step here, folks? Would it be to talk to Lanny? Oh, um, sorry, real quick. Um, Val, who's the new purser? Oh, I reached out to a friend to fill the position, um, and he was not interested in picking up his old position again, but lended one of his associates. Um, the new purser is a doar by the name of Silkfeather Adeli. Uh, Which, yeah, like, I, you, I you immediately, know. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, sorry, what did you say? The new purser is one of the employees of Zeke Dooley. Zeke is an old friend of mine. He used to be the purser on this ship years ago. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Another Dolwar. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I'll maybe I'll go chat with them and uh, yeah, just sort of see. What's up with that? That would be interesting. I believe she's down at the commissary. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Did, did Val say what um, Antonin B- Bidot? It's Bidot, right? Yes. It's okay, not Bidet. It's Bidet in the notes, so I don't know. Did, <laughs> did she say what Antonin Bidot was doing? She did not, but if you ask, she says he hasn't been specifically interviewed yet, but... To my knowledge, he was simply in his cabin. That sounds like someone we should talk to then. Certainly. You do know his cabin was like right next to the murder scene. Oh, shit. (laughs) All the more reason. Yeah. Well, all all right. So should we split up or should we just... No. Yeah. That's uh, probably a good idea. Please no, says the DM. 
No, you can do it. <laughs> um, we could feasibly do what we did before and have groups of two so the one can watch the other. Kind of looking at uh, the marriage of Ezerath and Ravnus. Well, don't and, we have uh, five now? Scrib. Again, Scrib. Yeah, yeah. The Scrib is there. Scrib has been there taking notes this whole conversation. So, all right. So me and Ezerath will head out to meet the new Burser, and I'll get their story. And then you three maybe go, I don't know, you talk to Lanny? Doc Gallon? Silent? I don't know. I kind of also, again, look at Ravnus and kind of uh, uh, get her uh, input. Oh, God. I'm try- uh, Ravnus is trying to think of, like, a combination that isn't the worst, because that <laughs> one feels bad. <laughs> but, I don't, but I can't think of, like, a good one. Ezerath is going to say, I still don't understand why I've gotten roped into this. What if You're not Ezerath... involved, right? You're a neutral party. That is correct. Um, what if Ezerath, Luckbeak, and Ravenous stay together and myself and Scriv take one of the tasks? All right. Uh, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. All right, uh, so which one would you like Scriv and I to take care of? Mm-hmm. Um, how about we go talk to the new purser? That's a great idea. That's what okay. you should do. Then, come on, Scriv. We, I guess we're heading down to the pursers. Okay. So, real quick. I have on my innocent list, uh, Tira, Virith, Happy Winds, Elwyn, Corvina, Ravnus, Marco, Scuttlebutt, Melinda, Merrill, Lester, Robin, Vanilla, Jack and Tatters, Lillian, Ismini, and Borden. Does that, like, sound right to everyone? Luckbeak is suspiciously not on that list. Well, Luckbeak, like, yeah. did it, so. <laughs> I have... So, no, Luckbeak's not on the list. <laughs> All right, on, I have on my, my suspect list, because um, I was keeping track via uh, suspects, Luckbeak, Val, Johannes, Brohane, Laney, Orella, Doc, Roxana, Coot, Odyssey, Kinsley, Tiana, Kale, Riley, Adger, Merrick, Antonin, Azerath, Silkfeather. Did you say Salon? I did not say Salon. Did you also skip Scriv? Um, I thought that Scriv was ruled out. Was okay. he not? I was saying Scriv earlier as a joke. I didn't, I didn't actually think it was Scriv. I mean... Okay. And yeah. uh, so I think we can also feasibly rule out... Sillin, because somebody had to be driving the ship, and I think he and I are the only ones who could even feasibly go at that speeds and maintain our our present course. Does that sound about right to everybody? Uh, yeah, I, th- I I think so. Yeah. Okay, so then looks like nineteen on the sus list. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess so beyond I have, that, I have nineteen on the innocent list. Well, there's. What, 41 altogether minus 2 is 39. So it sounds like y'all are both missing one. Is it yourselves? Oh, no, never mind. The name column at the top. So never mind. There's <laughs> 19 and 19. Okay, well, I mean, we're halfway there. <laughs> halfway there. <laughs> Tanner and I taking completely opposite sides of this is like so telling of us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Two halves of the same coin. So you guys like football huddle like ready break and then <laughs> leave Val's office. Yeah. Oh, totally. Okay. You guys go to leave and you see that Kensley is at the door like 
in the process of knocking, like as you open it. And he goes, Oh, uh, didn't mean to intrude. I just wanted to have a word uh, with Val. All right. Oh, Kinsley, um, could you also just very quickly, since we have you here, give us your account of uh, where you were during the past couple of hours whenever everything happened? Uh, sure. Um, actually, uh, that was part of why I was coming here. Uh, I had just gotten done giving Elmsworth my account, and he told me to come tell Val for some reason. Um, Scriv, would you maybe want... Let's stay and listen to this, and... Make sure we also get a hold of this as well. So Val, who like now sees Kinsley standing there, is going to gesture to Brohane, and Brohane throws a sheet over Ormond. <laughs> <laughs> and then Val will say, Kinsley, what is it? And Kinsley will nod, the young dwarf uh, kind of nervously kind of scratching his sideburns, and he goes, yeah, uh, so I had just given Elmsworth my account, and he, for whatever reason, wanted uh, me to come up here to repeat it to you directly, but uh, I was down in Tiana's quarters going over the task lists for the next day, as is usual, helping her organize that and relay messages to the various uh, deckhands and crewhands, and as we were finishing up um, and I was on my way out, Luckbeak had come down to visit, and uh, I headed back up to the crew quarters. Um, I did see Ornament on the gun deck uh, uh, finishing up what he was doing, and I just continued on up to the crew quarters from there. Ravnus is shooting Luckbeak a look. <laughs> now, Nick, here's the thing. Sometimes you think you're not going to be involved in a thing, so your brain kind of turns off for a second. Uh, where did where did Kensley say he saw me? He was leaving Tiana's quarters when you were when you were getting there. Yep, got it. Oops. Whoopsie doodles. So, uh, all right. Yep. I'm uh, I'm studiously avoiding uh, Ravnus's uh, glare. Val will say, "Okay, uh, is that all?" Kensley will. Uh, think for a moment and nod and go yeah that's uh that's it and Val will say okay thank you you're dismissed and Kinsley will leave and Val will look at Luckbeak Luckbeak what were you doing down down on the gun deck at that time of night uh I was uh I mean I was I was I was visiting with with Tiana I was was just I stopped by to say hi it was a part of my story I forgot to mention in the longer version of it but I I stopped by Tiana's room alright um and you didn't did you happen to see Ormond either coming or going? No, I, I didn't see Ormond. I didn't see him at all. I, I I saw Lanny, and she was going into Brohane's place, and that's about all I saw. Val furrows her brow at that. I know. I know Lanny's got a, a an alibi that she didn't leave the nest all night, right? That's what you're going to say. Well, that's, that's what she said, and that's where she was assigned. You saw her down on the gun deck? Yeah, I did see her down on the gun deck. Do, do you have anybody to confirm that she was in the crows? Uh, Elmsworth was on the deck all night and didn't see her leave, but I suppose it's possible that she could have snuck away in the rigging somehow. Uh, I turn to Ezerath and I say, why, well, Ezerath, did, did you see her in the rigging? You were up there, weren't you? Ezerath nods and says, she was in the crow's nest and I did not see her leave. Oh, not the answer I was looking for. Um, I didn't watch her the entire evening but they felt like I would have noticed if she went anywhere. Yeah. Um, hey, I need to talk to Tiana. Would, would somebody come with me, please? I know this sounds okay. weird and, and out of nowhere and, and 
but can somebody just please just to to put my mind at ease? I think uh, that would be for your team of uh, yeah. I mean, we're gonna be you, right, Ravnus and Deserath right across the way, probably anyway. So okay, all right. Um, Val will kind of glance between the three of you, lingering for a moment longer on Luckbeak for a second. Okay, keep me updated. All right. Uh, I guess yeah. we we separate. I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Scriv was taking notes vigorously that entire conversation. <laughs> this is like the worst group to go for an emotional conversation with Tiana and Luckbeak. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who's who's going with Luckbeak? Ezerath like- and Ravnus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another I mean, thing it's going to be an emotional with. roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys head down there, and it's not terribly far, but shortly after you leave Val's office, Ezerath is going to mention, while you guys are walking, to you, Ravnus, it appears things have gotten in the way of your concerns as well. What do you mean? Well, you were so worried that you came to bother me, pulling me away from my tasks, and now it seems that we both can't focus on that. She's talking about when you went to go talk to her about the squids. Uh-huh. Don't entirely know what she thought you were talking about. Okay. But she's commenting that it appears that you have to put your thing on hold now, too. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this won't take very long. Hopefully not. Although I was thinking about what you said, and perhaps our concerns are related after all. Oh. Seeing that they are comprised of both Githyanki and Githzerai, perhaps the pirates of Gith do have something to do with this link that you mysteriously have with your companions. So you think that they do? They might. Why do you think that? It's a lead, and you seem to be concerned with their whereabouts. So perhaps maybe one can lead to answers of the others. On a whim, I've made contacts with some of my people to see what information they have of the pirates of Gith in the system. And? They're more frequent, and I have details, but I don't think now is the time. But when there is a second, perhaps we can go over them. You only think this because I mentioned the pirates of Gith? You seemed concerned with them back on Vizier, and then you approached me about them yesterday. And you get the impression that when you went to her to talk about the squids and what was going on with that, she heard you talking about and being concerned about the Pirates of Gith. No oh, shit. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, like, I don't look at Ravnus, but I'm hearing this conversation and I shake my head. Uh, 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 Ravnus says, um, well, hopefully we'll find out more soon. Hopefully. And uh, you guys get down. I... Uh, I Actually, Go I'm going past uh, Tiana's room. Uh, I'm going down to the crew quarters real quick. Okay, sure. Um, hopefully, I'm just. I, I mean, I, as we're doing this, uh, I'm. I just kind of say like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just need to check something real quick. Um, and I go into the crew quarters. Are is either are either of them asking me any questions? Um, uh, Azarath just shrugs. Okay. Uh, Ravnus like. Is she getting the impression you don't want her to follow? No, it doesn't matter. Okay, she'll follow them, but she won't ask any questions. um, Because she's like, I don't know, kind of in her head, she's like, well, he did it, so I'm not sure, like, 
what more he could get up to. <laughs> um, I am going to uh, get down to the crew quarters and then uh, look under my bed. And okay. just as a note, there is a lot of the crew here yeah. because this is one of the areas where like Val ordered people to be held. Right. It's not the whole crew because there's not couldn't really fit, but a lot, a lot of the crew is just still mingling about here. Okay. I'm gonna pass everybody by, just like making a beeline mm-hmm. to my uh to my area. Uh and then I'm going to like move around my possessions and look for the art that Tiana gave me. Yeah, it's there. Ravnus is going to try to like block what Luckfeek is like doing with her body from like the rest of the group. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Um I'm as as uh non convenient as this is going to be, I'm going to take it with me the rest of the time. So uh, I have this this painting on canvas with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you you could see it. Uh, it's uh, it's it looks like it was a, a painting of like a purple nebula, mm-hmm. um, with like the silhouette of like an orchard in the foreground. But the the canvas had been ripped and is kind of like peeling outward and on fresh canvas beneath, kind of in like almost like a ripped portal in the middle of the painting is a vibrant like orange and pink and red swirling. It looks like the phlogiston with a silhouette of the Voidfarer. Right. Um, so uh, it's not super, super big. It's probably like 18 inches uh, square. Okay. But yeah, Ravnus and Ezerath kind of see you grab that. Uh, I turned to Ravnus, uh, and I say, uh, "Hey, look, I I know you don't believe me right now, and I and I don't I don't blame you. If if you'd asked me up up in Ravnus's or if you'd asked me up in Val's quarters, I don't know if I'd have believed me. But this is proof. I mean, I mean, proof that it, at the very least, I was in Tiana's room when we were talking about what we were talking about, right? When when Orman when Orman died." She gave me this just tonight. Ravnus looks skeptical, but she'll say, well, let's talk to Tiana then. Okay. All right. I'm taking this with me. I don't want nobody to take it. Excuse me. You turn and you see Lillian and she says, what's going on? Elmsworth, Val, all the officers, they're not telling us anything. <laughs> I look to Ravnus and I like raise an eyebrow. Um, what's Ravnus going to say? Ravnus is pretty smart, but she's not, she's not like the least charismatic, I guess, and she's not terribly wise. So I'm trying to think what a good combination of that would be. <laughs> um, run away. And you see Lillian is kind of like rubbing her head slightly, kind of nursing a light hangover. Um, who all is in this room? Is it mostly innocent people? Um, it is everybody that was cleared because they were already in the crew quarters. Oh, okay. So everyone that more or less couldn't have done it. Yeah. But now also in here are the people that were up on the deck, which was Jack and Tatters, Lillian and Fenella. Which are, they're also all on the innocent list. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know that those three were drinking on the deck, and Lillian definitely has signs of, like, we were partying not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ravnus kind of seeing this, and I don't know, I guess she doesn't care quite as much with this group. Um, she's going to take it upon herself to be the spokesperson for this and um, say, um, there's been a murder. We're trying to 
get through all the suspects now. She acts shocked. And she goes, what? Who, who died? Ravnus is going to look to Luck. Yeah. Uh, Luckbeak <laughs> is going to say, um, well, hey, listen, it, it, it ain't it ain't no concern right now. Um, you'll, you'll know when everybody else knows, okay? Like, every, everything's going to be okay. Don't go spreading this around. She, uh, she nods. Okay. Yeah, she nods and she says, all right, I just, I just wish they would tell us stuff. People are starting to speculate. What's the speculation? Anything from Val taking us on another wild, I don't know. You remember what happened last time. Um, when you remember that Lillian was one of the people who was very outspoken against Val in that not mutiny meeting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she's like, it's, you know, us not knowing what happened is just inviting people to speculate. Luckbeak, something feels off about her reaction to the news, but you can't quite place. Can I go ahead and roll insight? What? Yeah. Well, it was your passive insight that oh, picked I see. it up. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I say, um, well, Lillian, what were you doing tonight? Just out of curiosity. I was on, on the deck with Fenella and Jack. We were, we were drinking as is common. I made the mistake of trying to keep up with those two. She says with like a exasperated kind of chuckle to herself. I'm definitely paying for it now. Did you, uh, did you pass out? Yeah. I think we all did. All right. Uh, well, thanks, Lillian. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know what we know when we know it. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I walk away, but as I walk away, I'm muttering to Ravnus. Lillian passed out. Lillian passed out. She wasn't awake. Uh, she nods. Somebody write that down. Where's Griff? <laughs> she, said, she said they all passed out. Well, yeah, but she passed out first, Ravnus. I mean, don't you get it? I mean, if she passed out, she don't know. Maybe when she woke up, they were sleeping around her. But, like, you know, that gives them carte blanche to do what they want, right? Mm. Um, she looks at Ezrath and was like, what did, what did you see with that? Fuck, what's Ezra's stats? <laughs> <laughs> they were carrying on uh, near the rear of the ship. I was more towards the front of the ship. They quieted it at some point, presumably where they passed out, but I didn't, I wasn't paying that close of attention to them. Okay, so maybe Lillian, Fenella, and Jack are not as innocent as we thought. Hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. They're on the maybe list now. <laughs> Bump down to the maybe list. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's jump over to Marco and Scriv. All right. Um, I guess before we reach the pursers, I'm just going to look at Scriv and say, so do you have any opinions about everything that's happened here? Scriv will look at you and blink for a second and kind of glance at his notes. Hmm. I haven't really stopped to consider the data to form an opinion yet. Um, I'd love to hear your two cents. We are certainly collecting lots of data. Does your analysis create any results? Well, we have several individuals that have no strict alibi as they were alone the entire time. And we have others with unverified accounts. And he'll glance up at you. Do you have any particular leading suspects? A few. I think 
L- Luckbeak did say that Odyssey once delivered a message from the Xena Syndicate before, which puts him high up there. Scriv like cocks his head and goes, I was unaware of this. When did this occur? I just found out about it a few moments ago. And, well, Luckbeak is also a suspect too, so I'm not really sure what to think. Though I think that it's more than likely that Luckbeak is being framed. Are you saying that it is possible that Odyssey is an associate of the Xena Syndicate? I'm saying that Odyssey could have had his uh, mind manipulated in order to deliver a message, or the more sinister is that he's an active Xena Syndicate agent in our midst, both of which are not pleasant thoughts. Merrick Greenhorn is also high on my suspect list. His story about how he ended up here with the Zenith Syndicate murdering everyone on the ship and for whatever reason letting Happy Corvina and him go was odd. And um, if they have the ability to use mind manipulation magic of any kind, then easily could have implanted something into Merrick's mind to set off at a particular moment and commit the deed. Scribble nod. Yes, it is suspicious that they had a run-in with the Zenith Syndicate only days before this incident occurred. And then there's... The idea that Luckbeak had run afoul of the Xena Syndicate very recently, and that might possess the Xena Syndicate to send a very clear message or potentially frame him for murder, and that could potentially put Tiana as an agent, whether mind-manipulated or not, to either cast a mind-magic sort of technique on Luckbeak, or at least manipulate him to maybe gather evidence... But, and also there's the fact that Lainey's alibi does not check out. There's discrepancies there. So those would probably be my four suspects right now. But at the end of the day, all four could be 100% innocent. Also, I believe we haven't gotten an account from Antonin Badeau. And his quarters are very close in proximity to the place of the murder. I suppose you're correct there. Are we on the... I mean, I know we were out on the way to talk to Silkfeather, but is Antonin's... In that direction? Uh, you you would know that his quarters are on the gun deck, um, which you do have to pass to go down to the Orlop deck where the commissary is. So, um, And you would have heard that um, rather than being congregated with everybody else, like Antonin was just asked to stay in his quarters until this was dealt with. What do you think, Scriv? Do you think it might be a good idea to stop and talk with Antonin before we talk to our new purser? It may not be a bad idea. Why not then? I concur. Let's go see what Badeau has to say. So you take a little detour on your way down to the commissary to stop at Antonin Badeau's cabin, which is previously the vacant cabin on the ship, usually used for storage when there isn't a a passenger. It is, in fact, the cabin closest to the main battery. I'll go and I'll uh, knock on the door and say, excuse me, Mr. Badeau, are you there? Come in. I walk on in. Yeah, you see him, he's lounging on his bed, polishing a very ornate-looking crossbow, and uh, he sets it down, and he goes, Ah, um, Marcus, right? Um, close, Marco Astorio, pleasure ah, to meet you. My apologies, my apologies. I'll extend a hand, uh, politely. Uh, he'll, he'll shake it with a firm handshake, and goes, My apologies, I've never been the best with names. Oh, that's okay, I mean... Overall, just wanted to make sure you were comfortable, that everything was uh, going as well as it could be. Yes, um, still getting used to the whole space travel thing. Um, 
never had much of a, a reason for it previously, but uh, making making the best of it. Um, I am curious what's going on right now. Um, the captain requests that I just s- s- remain in my cabin, which was what I was planning on doing anyway, as it is the middle of the night. Um, but I can't help but to feel that there is something going on. Well, we had a incident with one of the crew and we're trying to sort it all out. It's a uh, it's been much of a mess. I'm sorry. I also wanted to personally come over here and just um, you know, um, I guess convey our sincere apologies. I mean, this doesn't exactly look good for a uh as a passenger on our ship to suddenly be confined to quarters over uh disputes and problems with the crew. He he nods and goes, "It's uh it's un- I understand that things can be complicated." Your apology is appreciated. I promise I won't hold it against the ship, its crew, or its captain. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, Anton, what do you, uh, what do you do off, um, off of the ship? Are you just, uh, a burgeoning adventurer, or...? Uh, I am heavily involved with the pragmatic order of thought. Mostly in the past, my role was more of a financial backer and supporter, but given the situation in this sphere, I thought it prudent to take a more hands-on approach in the establishment of the settlement. Now, you learned last time that the pragmatic order of thought is uh, like kind of like freedom fighters, almost. Mm. They kind of uh, work to oppose slavery and like you know human rights violations all throughout like wild space basically and uh they also are like huge supporters of free travel and trade through space um and one of the main reasons they're here is to kind of try to break up the salvagers guild monopoly in the system okay since the Salvagers Guild runs so much of the commerce and the transportation, you know, which was a big problem with them, like, you know, basically pressing people into coming here and then not really giving them a way home when things don't work out. So, yeah, that's what that's what he and his organization are about. Because, <laughs> um, well, I understand that. I mean, I myself am a Kratorian scholar, and while I do not uh, gallivant around the world uh, opposing horrific violations or uh fighting for free and open trade i can at least understand wanting to get out from beyond the desk and actually feel like you're making a difference in the world yes it is quite exhilarating so let me um what have you been up to today have you actually been able to get to know any of the rest of the crew or am i Um, like the only one you've talked to no 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 i i did earlier um during the uh i guess day he says putting up air quotes day cycle of the routine aboard this ship um i i spent time talking to much of the crew um uh just you know interested in the going-ons and and such but uh as uh as the evening he says with putting up air quotes again arrived i retired to my quarters here where i have been lounging ever since um i uh i was awakened um, when the commotion on board uh, was occurring and uh, was told to stay here. So here I stay. actually quite have to pee. <laughs> oh, well, um, <laughs> I had a basic human decency of like, listen, I'll, um, I'll tell you what, I'll uh, escort you myself to the head here in just a moment. Um, just kind of, well, actually, I mean, we're not doing anything now. Come on, let's, let's at least go and... Uh, <laughs> Make sure you feel relieved. Oh, okay. 
Um, are you sure that is all right? The, the captain did say I Oh, well, um, myself and Scriv here were part of the group that's been trying to work everything out and make sure um, everything on the ship is functionally running and that everything's being sorted out. So as long as you're with Scriv and I, I think it should be fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, let's go. So as we're walking and talking, I'm going to be like, so, um, Antonin, I saw that you are using your weapon of choice, a crossbow. Um, one of them. Um, I, I have my sword and then my crossbow. I'm still getting the hang of both of them. Um, not the most experienced, but, uh, perhaps in my travels, those skills will come. So you would, would you consider yourself kind of a novice? I've hit the target before. <laughs> Once. Very well. I under From 10 feet away. Um. But, but I take it as a win. Fair enough. I mean, you gotta start somewhere, right? No shame in that. That is what I always say. He says with a beaming smile. <laughs> Can I make an insight check on that one? Absolutely. That is a 17. Um, he is sincere. <laughs> okay. He, he seems like kind of like adorably naive. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, hmm. I can, I'm going to just kind of like look at Scriv and just kind of see if he has any input right now. Um, Scriv, like you look at Scriv and Scriv looks back at you and you see like the little glowing orbs behind his eyes just kind of flicker slightly once and twice, like imitating a blink. And then he just kind of like shrugs. <laughs> okay. I think then I will lead him to the toilet so that he can relieve himself mm -hmm. and then escort him back. Yep. So you take him to the head, which is on the same deck. You go across the main battery where the murder happened, um, through the through the magazine into the head, and he uh, he goes inside. And uh, actually, that's a great opportunity for me to go piss IRL because I actually have to piss. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I will also. I'll be right back. No, I feel like I have to. <laughs> Hey everyone, Nick Yurisiva here, your dungeon master and sole protector of the fictional realm I just made up this very second. It's called Nickville. We're trying to build tourism. Thanks for listening to Tales of the Voidfair. If you are liking what you're hearing, we would kindly ask you to consider supporting the show and our other Project Derailed content on Patreon. Your support gets you access to Patreon-only channels on our Discord, priority questions for our Q&A episodes, bonus content, and at the $7 patron tier, an entirely new Patreon-exclusive show with the Derailed crew. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thanks for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to pitch in. You should give us a follow on our social media if you haven't already at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. Come hang out with us over on the Project Derailed Community Discord. We are always over there discussing tabletop RPGs, sharing memes, and playing games. Head to projectderailed.com discord to join. Level up your style and nerd cred with awesome Tales of the Voidfarer merch over at the Project Derailed Redbubble Shop at bit.ly slash derailed shop. And just announced, the next season of Fables Around the Table is titled Super and features the return of our very own Fiona L.F. Kelly in the Game Master Seat, running Masks, the next generation. 
Join a squad with fledgling heroes played by an all-star cast from Fable's past, including Kitty McClendon from Tainted Love, Dan Walker from Curse and Tainted Love, Cliff from Firelight, Chelsea Rexinger from, like, all of them, and myself. Stick around for the trailer at the end of the episode and catch episode one of Super on Wednesday, August 11th. Theme song by Tom Goldthwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com. And the Among Us body found sound effect is obviously by Among Us and Inner Sloth LLC. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, Blinds.com is offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with shipping and 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to the link in the show notes to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's the link in the show notes for up to 35% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. The next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer will land on Tuesday, August 3rd. See you then. So here's what happened. I forgot that Scriv was very prominent <laughs> in these episodes compared to previous ones. And I did not have a cup prepared to do his voice. So I chugged my water <laughs> in the first like two minutes of the episode <laughs> <laughs> to give myself a cup to do Scribb's voice. And uh, it led to me really having to pee shortly. There. Amazing. Brilliant. <laughs> all right. So um, are, are we all back? Yep. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm still peeing, but I can play too. It's fine. <laughs> okay so yeah i uh dutifully wait outside until yep. antonin finishes uh a few minutes pass and uh wow and like the door cracks and he pokes his head out again and he goes actually this is really embarrassing um i i it sounds silly i know you guys are standing right here but i i get shy um and i can't go um you you, you understand I now would like to roll insight on that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll insight. Okay. Uh, Sounds a whole lot like he's just trying to dispose of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is uh, an 18. 18? Yes. I mean, it sounds like he's a, he's a shy peer. Um, sir, Mr. Badeau, aren't we just outside the door? Yes, but I know you're there and it's, it's, it's very hard to explain. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, I don't actually have to go that bad. It's fine. I can hold it. And he'll start, like, going back to his, his quarters. Um, sir, are you sure? I mean, I promise we won't listen. We'll put our fingers I'm, in our ears. I'm, it's fine. It's, it's all right. Okay. Um, if you insist, sir, I mean... It, this is very embarrassing. It's very hard to explain. <laughs> Trust me, this is... I, I can hold it. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, <laughs> walking back, I'm going to try to grab a bucket. <laughs> and say, yeah, no, there's one. There's one nearby. 
<laughs> take it with me, and whenever we get back to the room, say, Sir, if, uh, it becomes too much torture, let it be known, I don't think there's anywhere else nearby. Here is a bucket. He looks at it with disgust, but reluctantly takes it. It is a last case scenario, sir. Only in the most dire of situations. Understood. Um, while I'm there, I want to just eyeball his crossbow and bolts and see if they look, uh, if it looks like there's any missing. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because, you know, who knows how many arrows he carries in his quiver normally, but it looks like it is at least mostly full. Um, considering you said that this was an ornate looking crossbow, is that correct? It does look fancy. It does look fancy. Do the bolts look fancy? No, the bolts are normal bolts. Okay, rude. Sorry. Uh, it's, such is the way of things. <laughs> that would be like a certain level of extravagance where like even the disposable ammunition is ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past this guy. <laughs> well, if I'm going but, to murder someone, it has to be in style. Of course, they have to, they have to feel, you know, honored that they got shot by me. <laughs> Okay, if well, I'm not I mean, spending at least four gold for every person I kill, then what's the <laughs> point? Uh, <laughs> um, I will chalk that up then as like, not cleared, but unlikely. <laughs> and uh, head on with Scriv and call it from there. Okay, cool. Well, we will hop back over to the Doar and Gith squad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, you get to... Tiana's room, which actually, oddly enough, because Tiana's cabin is directly next to Bedeau's cabin, you guys are coming down to Tiana's cabin as Marco and Scriv are leaving Bedeau. Oh. <laughs> kind of run into each other in the hallway. Oh, um, real quick, I know that we're all very busy right now. Uh, just stop by to chat with Bedeau and uh, not cleared, but very unlikely. Good. Cool. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of moving sideways, trying to get through this cabin. I'm gonna take my painting out and kind of slap the front of it and be like, "I'm innocent." Just FY. Um, this is like proof. So, all right, we're gonna go visit here. Bye, bye. Then pass on. Yeah, I'm gonna knock on the door. It's Tiana's cabin. Uh, she opens it. Okay. Hey, Tiana. Hey. Um, listen. I I, I was just I, I this painting, and I'm gonna hold up the painting. You gave this to me tonight, right? Uh, she nods and she'll sign that, yes, I did. I mean, she has this look of confusion on her face. Like, she hasn't quite been told what's going on yet either. <sighs> I'm just going to, a deep sigh of relief. And then I look back at, at Ravnus and say, I'm clear then, right? Uh, so, Ravnus and Ezerath, you saw Tiana nod and sign something, but you don't understand what she signed. Um... Ravness is going to say, um, what did she say? She said that I gave, she gave this to me tonight. So I was in her cabin. Um, yeah, I, get, I guess that's true, but you were still wandering around the ship by yourself. Well, yeah, but I, I, now, now I know I didn't do it. I, I mean, this, this is, this ain't gonna make any sense to you, but, but I saw Odyssey once walking around and he was all like, mind controlled and and he gave me a thing i mean you heard about all this upstairs but like but but i was kind of concerned for like maybe one second that i didn't actually talk to tiana tonight that maybe it was just something that was in my head and something they were making me think but but the fact that i have this 
I mean, but the fact that I have this is proof. I was here. I had a, a physical conversation. I was in control of my body and my mind. Uh, Tiana will put her hand on like your forearm with a, a quizzical face, and you get the impression that she was like catching what she could from yeah. you reading your you just reading your lips, your, your quote unquote lips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reading my beak. Uh, and she'll <laughs> she'll sign. Um, what's going on? Uh, Ravnus is kind of like looking back and forth between Tiana's room to where Ormond was like found because it's like right yeah. there. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's like thirty feet. Yeah, this away. this was for yeah. me, not for you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to sign to her. Um, Tiana, I'm so sorry. Ormond is dead. Um, just stay in your room and you'll be safe. I'm not going to lie to her. And no, yeah. She she is upset with that news. She she seems shocked, and she kind of puts a hand on her chest and takes a second, and she she looks at you and just signs. What 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 happened? I'm gonna say uh, he was killed at some point during the night, and I'm gonna like motion with my head to the battery and say like over there. We're trying to figure out who did it. She she seems shocked that it it happened so close, and she'll she'll like sits down on the edge of her bunk, and uh, after a moment she'll say, "Well, why, why did you like gesturing to the painting? Why why did you bring the the painting?" Uh, I'm gonna say it's a long story, but I needed to prove that I was here. I'm not going to explain um, that that's to myself and not to these guys. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Luckbeak, are you saying that out loud no, for no, Ravnus? No, I'm just signing. Or are you just yeah. signing it? So yeah, Ravnus, uh, Tiana, and Luckbeak are just signing back and forth. Um, uh, yeah, Ravnus is going to nudge Luckbeak and say, um, ask her about Kinsley. What about him? Well, he was here, right? Mm, yeah, I mean, he was he was around here. Uh I'm going to sign, uh, did you see Kensley at some point tonight? Uh, she nods and she goes, well, yes, uh, he was here helping helping with the task list for the coming days. Um, she, uh, she says uh, he was leaving as you arrived. She says, yeah, she says he was here. And, and, and actually, you know what, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, I do remember seeing Kensley. Did he have some sort of thing against Ormond or was acting weird or anything I sign was he acting strange she thinks about it for a moment and then shakes her head and goes no he was himself I did he have a crossbow with him I'll sign the computer (laughs) did he have a cross yeah I signed that to her yeah Tiana Tiana will sign back no he did not um all right well Kensley was here Tiana did you see Lanny down here at any point in the night? She thinks about that and she goes, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she signs, wasn't Lanny assigned yeah, to yeah, look yeah, out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but yeah, I, I know. I know she was assigned to look out. I, s- I swear I saw her down here. All right, but it, but it, but uh, I sign, uh, no big deal. Um, thank you so much. Um, stay, stay in your room and stay safe. She'll sign my pleasure and I will. Okay. 
Thank you. And then as you go to leave, she puts her hand on your forearm and then she'll sign. You be safe too. I nod and blush and leave. Um, as they're leaving, Ravnus will say, um, well, did Ravnus s- notice if Luckbeak had his crossbow when he left? Did did uh, Luckbeak take his crossbow no. with him when he went to We go? established that he leaves yeah. it now that he has his pistol. Okay. But she did find the one missing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it is starting to look like not looking. Nah. <laughs> <sighs> bum, bum, bum. Okay. So, Ravnus, see? That does make it seem less likely that it was you, but you were still right here. Well, yeah, I mean, but I was I was in the... All right, Ravnus, I, I never went to get a snack, okay? I was here. I was here the whole evening and I I was chatting with Tiana in her room. Why? Well, why what? <laughs> why were you talking to Tiana? Cuz cuz I as a wrath just face palms. <laughs> 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 Even as a wrath is more <laughs> aware <laughs> than than Ravnus. Uh yeah, I mean I I say uh cuz I Ravnus, I I don't know. I just I I I like to talk to her. Like she's she's cool, and we're friends. And I just you know I wanted to hang out. All right. Azarath will just like blast away all subtlety and just say, clearly has a romantic interest in her. Nah. <laughs> uh, Ravnus raises an eyebrow at that. It's <laughs> just like, oh, and. Looks like she feels really awkward now. <laughs> oh, goodness. I thought that was obvious. <laughs> no, it's not. Ezra's wisdom is like through the roof. <laughs> Ravnus's she wisdom is, is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say, uh, I say, it's not, it's not, you, whatever. We're just, we're friends, we're pals. And it's fine. And it doesn't, it's not a thing. It doesn't have to be a thing. And uh, actually, I have a, you know, that's that's it. That's all. That's all it is, Ravnus. Anyway, we gotta go. We gotta go. We have we have a lot of work to do. Uh, Ezareth will roll her eyes, but not object <laughs> to moving on. Yeah, they they move on <laughs> <laughs> to somewhere because I don't think they said what they were doing next. <laughs> they just start walking. Yeah, where, where did you guys have a plan? Uh, on what, Doc Allen is right there? across the street. Do we want to talk to him about uh, skulking down in the? Uh, the cargo. Yeah, that was someone who I had on my list as being acting strange. So sure, okay. they go across the street to Doc's house. <laughs> okay, um, you go to knock on Doc Allen's door, and uh, we will go back to Marco and Scriv. Okay, um, the Pursers is in the uh, is in the bottom of the ship, right? It's it's de- not the very bottom, but it's it's the one right before the gravity plane. It's the Orlop deck. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I was kind of wanting to get into the cargo area too, for the same reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's so, like upper cargo on the Orlop deck, and then like the the lower deck on the other side of the gravity plane is like additional like cargo. So yeah, we uh, make our way down there with the intent of going to see our new purser friend. Yeah, 
you go down there and there's not a lot of light down here. Um, there is a lamp like near the commissary and the light seems on inside. Uh, but amongst the crates and cargo, you see a figure lurking. Um, out of instinct, I think he would elbow Scriv, not realizing that he's metal. Ding! And, and yeah, just kind of like rub his elbow and then like start approaching the figure. Yeah. When you do that, um, the figure, like, you see the figure kind of start, and you can't really make out much more than the silhouette, but when they move and look, you can see that they have horns. Um, okay, I'm going to, st- like, after that, I thought it may have been Adgar. Like, Marco thinks at first, oh, it's Adgar, and he's hiding. Once he sees the horns, is like, oh, we might have something different here. Um, and he's going to start approaching much more quickly. Yeah. You approach, and you kind of see now um, that it is Odyssey. And it looks like uh, he has very quickly shoved something into his pack. Odyssey, what are you doing? Oh, um, nothing. I don't need high passive insight to know that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, hanging. What are you shoving in your bag there? Nothing. He he seems extra nervous. Odyssey, I expected you to be a better liar than this. Come on, man. <laughs> Fun fact behind the screen. Odyssey is a feral uh, tiefling, which means instead of high charisma, he has high dex. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, yeah. He goes, it's, it, look, it's not, it's, it's not anything. It doesn't have anything to do with any of this. Um, all right. Well, what is this going on then? I don't, I don't know. Just insight it doesn't take a genius to know shit's happening yeah go and roll an insight Ooh, that's only a 10 you generally get the idea that uh he he doesn't know what's going on just knows that something is going on and he seems to just be trying to like stay out of it but he does like at least seem confident that whatever he's doing doesn't have anything to do with that even if he doesn't know what that is okay i'm gonna i think i'm gonna try to grill him here i'm gonna say odyssey one of our crewmates has been murdered. They're dead. So, considering the fact that you're currently shoving something very suspicious into well, your bag, I have to. Well, that doesn't assume... have anything to do with this. Well, right now you're seeming a hella suspicious. So, my suggestion is, why don't you prove to me that you're innocent, and then we don't have to ever talk about this again. He sighs, and he sheepishly reaches into his pack and pulls out a book, and he hesitantly like he's think thinking this over like he eventually hands it over to you i take it the cover reads raptors of rapture planet of the sultry surreals book four and it has depicted on it scantily clad dinosaur people fawning over a buff shirtless half orc (laughs) (laughs) kind of looking goes that's it yeah don't tell anybody okay Uh, don't worry plot's really good i hand it back to him if may i (laughs) i'm gonna take a second here (laughs) (laughs) odyssey there's nothing wrong with that but i won't tell a soul may i see the rest of your bag just to confirm yeah he hands it over um, yeah, I'll just scan it real quick to see if there is anything hella sus. Not really. Okay. There's, you know, there's just small effects, a small coin pouch, 
um, a small vial of lotion. Hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, just other little other trinkets. May I ask Odyssey, what else were you doing tonight besides uh, enjoying literature? Literally just that. Look, it's a real page turner. Um, I'm sure it is. I'll, I'll uh, have to he'll, take... He'll nod over to the commissary. You can ask the, the penguin. I've been here all night. Okay. So the new purser can verify all of this? Yeah. Okay. She's um, really the only one who knows I come down here to do this. And... Is there anything... If that's the case, then I think you've more than shown that you were not up to anything nefarious so i told you with that said did you see anything while you were down here anything odd anything out of place anything that made you close the book um he he thinks about that for a second he goes uh i saw kale and riley come through at one point and then go back shortly after Scriv came down here. Um, he'll he'll say nodding to Scriv, and Scriv will like t- look to you and nod. And then um, and uh, Doc Allen was down here. Mm. Very well then. Um, I am sorry if I startled you then. Um, and also, there is no shame in enjoying fine literature. You have fun. I would suggest that you hold yourself until we're finished with this. Okay, thank you. Don't tell anyone. Um, I promise I but won't I tell But I do highly soul. recommend the series. The third book is a little slow, but it picks back <laughs> up with this one. Not my typical affair, but you know, I'll take your word for it, and I might even Look, give it, it a go sometime. it wasn't mine either, trust me, but... <laughs> I learned some things about myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, I think uh, Marco says, if that's the case, then um, what if I borrow one of the books later and... We'll see if I discover something new about myself, too. Uh, <laughs> he just goes, all right, let me know. I got this series and the other one by the same author. I'm I'm sure. Um, Trifecta of Trihorns. It's very good. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Celestia. <laughs> uh, oh, whatever gods that be. <laughs> but either way... <laughs> I think I would then say, uh, just real quick, what do you, what's your opinions of Luckbeak? Strange little guy. Uh, hadn't really interacted with him that much. May I Why? make an insight check on that? Yeah, you can. Okay, so that's a 19. Yeah, he, he seems genuine enough. Um, well, we're trying to rule out every suspect and... As much as I consider Luckbeak a friend, you know, you have to uh, cover every base, right? Makes sense to me. Well, uh, enjoy yourself. I will. <laughs> and I will head in to talk with uh, <laughs> with our new purser and just uh, take a moment, just look at Scriv and go, I wasn't that, that, I wasn't expecting that. Neither was I. I'm glad to know that wasn't in your equations, too. Not at all, but I am intrigued by these series of books. I'm sure you are. Perhaps I need to borrow them as well. We'll have a book club. It'll be great. <laughs> Popular culture is an important part of culture. Oh, love of... <laughs> <laughs> Just carry on. 
So yeah, you just kind of poke over to the purser's office, the commissary, and there is the like window in the diagonal wall there, and uh, you can see the light on, and you can see shelves of supplies and gear and stuff behind, but you don't see anyone through there as you walk up. Um, hello, um, Miss Deli. Oh, hello. One, one second, dear. And you hear a rustling, and then you see. Rising into view up a step stool is a small female door. Uh, I, I don't think we're strictly speaking open now, but uh, how can I be a service? Um, I think I... I also don't think we've had the pleasure of meeting yet. I'm Silkfeather Adeli. Uh, it's a pleasure. I'm Marco Astorio, and uh, this is Scriv. Oh, Scriv and I are acquainted already. Uh, he, oh. in fact, was involved with my hiring here. Uh, and Scrib will go, yes, I took notes during her interview. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. Uh, just, I guess, being formal. Sorry, it's a force of habit. It's quite all right, dear. Um, let me ask. There's been some very bizarre happenings tonight, and I'm just trying to get a grasp of what everybody's been up to. Yeah, it does seem that things are kind of mighty out of sorts. But uh, Val just told me to... Stay put here, and uh, that's what I've been doing. I guess my first question, considering my f- former topic, uh, or my former conversation, can you verify that you and um, Odyssey have been here this entire time? Oh, that that is correct. He likes to come down here for some privacy to enjoy those little books of his. I don't much mind. Um, well, okay, so he's been down here all night? That is correct. Um, okay, um... Good to know. I'm curious, uh, how's your time been here? Have you acclimated? Um, what's your feelings of the crew? Oh, I'm still getting to know everybody. I haven't been here too terribly long. It is quite the adjustment. I was used to uh, larger operations working for uh, Mr. Dooley uh, back on the Deer Anchorage. But uh, when Val came to Mr. Dooley to see if he wanted his job back on the Voidfarer back... Uh, He said he was much too busy, but said he was willing to part with one of his associates uh, to work in his stead. So that's where I came in. And uh, so now the commissary here on the Voidfarer is officially an extension of Zeke Dooley's Enchanted Trades and Treasures. Good to know. I suppose I'll have to stop by here if I need any uh, ingredients or spells later. I would be happy to help you with that. Um... Let me ask real quick, did you see anything suspicious today? Anything that seemed odd or out of sorts? Anybody acting nefariously? Not that I can recall. Nothing was really out of the ordinary today other than we brought on all this new cargo and the new passenger upstairs. He did come by to introduce himself. Quite the charmer that one is. As for on to this evening, I hadn't seen anything out of the ordinary. Mm. Nothing that ruffled my feathers, so to speak. Well... It's good to know. Um, well, thank you. It's been really nice meeting you. Um, I'm looking forward to, well, um, having uh, having a new crewmate on the ship. The pleasure's all mine. And uh, with that, I'll turn to Scriv, and we will head out. All right. So back to the Doar and Gith gang. Before we knock on this door, uh, I'm going to kind of turn to Ezerath and Ravnus, and I'm going to say, hey, um, Hey, we've been so concerned with the who that we ain't considered the what at all, have we? What do you mean? Well, I guess less what, more why. Because, like, 
I mean, we've been asking people if they had something against Orman, but like, why? I mean, Orman seemed pretty, I don't know, like he ain't never hurt nobody. I, I don't know. Was it, was, is there, should we look through his stuff? Maybe he owed somebody money. Feels weird looking through a dead man's stuff. Maybe, but how does this Xena syndicate usually operate with these sorts of things? Was he just a random target? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I. I truly. I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I, we can get to it when we get to it. Just. The, just a thought that occurred to me that a little bit of meaning to this death might add a lot to what we're doing here. I think that makes sense. All right. Well, well, let's. I mean, we're here right now, so uh, let's let's check on Art. All right. You knock on the door. Yeah. What now? What now? It opens the door. And you see Doc Gallon. Okay. Stand there, disheveled, like rubbing his face like he was just sleeping. Hey, Doc. How you doing? Be better if I wasn't uh, interrupted every ten minutes tonight. Every ten minutes. What? What? The alarms and what else? What else got you up? Uh and then uh, Elmsworth came by here not long ago, and now you guys. Yeah. Oh, sure. Right, you already told Elmsworth where you were, what you were doing. So I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, we're we're just here, kind of, you know, double checking some stuff that Elmsworth already, you know, probably checked on. Uh, you already told him where you were. Can could you just repeat that for us? I'm so sorry. Well, uh, I was here most of the night. Uh, did go for a stroll, stretch my legs. Uh, at one point, don't know exactly what time it was. Who keeps track of that stuff? Um, but, you know... Where'd yeah. you stroll out to, Doc? No, you know, around. Yeah, did you go down to the, uh... Did you go down to the cargo hold at all? He, uh, he kind of scratches his chin and goes, I might have. Yeah, yeah. You like walking down there? Eh, Not a whole lot my of... feet take me? Sights to see down in that cargo hold. Gets pretty dark down there, huh? Not a lot of sights to see on the whole ship. Oh, what? You got the you beauty gotta... of Phlogistra up on the deck? Come on now. No, but when I'm going for a stroll to stretch my legs... Only so many places I can go. Yeah, all right, all right. Moseying about. Yeah, I mean, you ever you ever go... I mean, you know what's real beautiful is like the black fin. You ever been down there? Once or twice. Yeah? All right, just going where your legs take you, huh? Is there uh, a problem with that? No, no, I mean, I just... You know, I, I don't I don't know if you, you told this to, to, you know, the people that came by earlier, but, you know... We, we maybe had some folks tell us that they saw you going through the the baffle hatch at some point tonight. It's possible. You don't remember. He kind of shrugs. Doc, you know that if you've been woken up so much, you probably know what happened here tonight, huh? Something bad. So, you know that telling us a complete story is really going to help you be an innocent person here, right? I I'm an innocent person here. I know, I know, but you don't remember if you were in the baffle hatch or not, or what you might have done down there. It's not any uh, concern. Nick, are there lights in the uh, in the lower deck? Uh, yeah, there's some there's some lanterns. Okay, all right. It's it's not my concern, but what is my concern is to make sure this ship still has a surgeon, and if you know people want to toss you overboard because they're they're sure that you did it well then hey what happens if i uh, i need a root canal or something right so i think 
Doc, it's in your best interest to tell us what's going on. Look, if you need a root canal, you're on your own. I don't do mouth okay. things. Look, a root canal isn't going to kill you. All right. I know, Doc, but you know what I'm saying. And if it's bothering you that much, oh, a relic can patch you up. I'm more the scrapes and bruises type. Yeah. All right. Um, Splint a leg real good. Patch you up. I, like, look at Ravnus. Like, what? what is her expression at this point? She's stone-faced like she usually is. Um, and waiting, basically, for Doc to get to the point and tell him why he's been suspicious. Okay. What have you been hiding? Even Scriv thinks you're acting suspiciously, so what have you been hiding? Look, it's... Look, everyone's entitled to their privacy. Right? Not when there's a murder. (sighs) So someone kicked it then, huh? He kind of says, like, grimacing. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's a shame. I think it's in your best interest, then, to tell us what you've been doing. Look, I was... Look, no one else needs to know about this. I keep some personal effects stashed away down below. Just for me. No one else needs to know. And I was going to make a withdrawal for my personal reasons. And that's it. All right? A withdrawal what? It's none of your concern. Uh, Doc, we're going to go down there now. We got to see what you got down there. Make a persuasion check. Okay. I got... A nine plus ten. Nineteen. He sighs and scratches his chin and sniffs and uh, look at you and kind of glance at Ravnus and Ezerath. All right, I'll let you know, but uh, I don't trust them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I look at them and I like give them the like, scoop back. Like, uh, here, let, let me in your room. And uh, I I go inside Doc's room and uh, close the door behind me. Ravenous rolls her eyes, but lets them do that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Doc will say, no, I don't want you telling anybody about this because I'm not sharing. Yeah, all right. And if Val knew, she probably wouldn't approve. So, Um, And he'll reach into his pack and he'll pull out uh, a small sack. And you look inside and there is a purple powder. Do I recognize it? Um, Make a... Nature? Nature or Arcana? Okay. Um, which is better? They're both threes, so that's a five total. Five total? Mm-hmm. It's pixie dust. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know what it is, but just through context clues, mm-hmm. it's some kind of drugs. Doc, you got... All right. It's purely medicinal. Sure, sure. He says, like, <laughs> raising his eyebrows and looking at you, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I say... Uh, Doc, this ain't nothing to, nothing for me to be concerned about, right? This this ain't That's what I've been telling you. Okay. <laughs> but, Look, it it doesn't have anything to do nothing. Alright? Okay. alright. Alright. Um let me just Alright, that's that's fine. Uh I say, uh, alright, well we gotta be God, I wish I could I wish I could ask you for just a little bit, but we gotta be in tip top shape for tonight, so Fair enough. All Fair right, enough. all right. I wasn't offering. Anyway. No, I know, but now you really want to share. <laughs> now you, but you definitely want to keep now your that you secret. Said something. Now that you said something, and now that you know, if you're ever interested, I might be able to work out a deal with you. Yeah, there you go. Sure. It'd be a real good deal. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, hey, well- a lot, uh, of, a lot of times they say uh, first one's free, but I don't do that. That's no, okay. That, if, that, you, if you're interested, yeah, let me know. That's it. 
and you didn't tell no one else. And that's all you got right. down there, Doc? That's it. All right. All right. All right. I, I give a nod and I stand up and I say, okay, sounds good. All right. Well, uh, real dumb of you. Uh, and I wish you would have told us sooner, but but ain't nothing that's going to hurt nobody, I suppose. Uh, all right. We, we, we got some work to do. I, all right. I head out. He'll just nod farewell to you. And uh, you see him like eyeing the sack as you like go to leave. And you see him kind of reach for it <laughs> as you shut the door mm-hmm. behind. <laughs> Is, is nobody going to comment on the fact that our surgeon's high as fuck most of the time? <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't he always been weird about that sort of stuff, though? He, yeah. He's always not been, like, a very good surgeon, I feel like. Comes this in, is, like, this well, is like low that, on the concerns with Doc. <laughs> well, you knew that he wasn't a surgeon at all to begin with. He was a con artist oh. who was pretending to be a surgeon. And he got caught, and as punishment, they trained him as a surgeon and basically pressed him into actually That's being the so good. Let it be known, Val, I choose death. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever go under the knife with this man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you guys have anywhere in particular you were going to go next? Is there anywhere that you want to go, Fiona? Uh, not right now. Probably, like, meet back up with Marco and Scrooge, sort of compare notes and then make, like, the next part of our yeah. plan. Okay. That's a good end of session thing anyways, comparing notes. Yeah. So, uh, actually, uh, as you guys are leaving your respective places, you feel the entire ship kind of shudder slightly. And, uh, Marco, by now you know that that is the very subtle feeling of the ship coming out of spell jamming speed. Mm. It's not super noticeable. It's not like a lurch or anything since like momentum isn't actually conveyed, but you're familiar enough with the way the Spelljammer works that strangely and suddenly and unscheduled, the ship decelerates from Spelljamming speed, which you know can happen when Salon wants it to, but it happens automatically when the ship comes within proximity of another ship or an asteroid or a planet or some other large body. Um, I think the first thing I would do is just look to Scriv and say, did we have a stop scheduled? No, we were not supposed to decelerate from spell jamming speed for at least another week. And that was only to get our bearings and resupply. I think we should get up to the deck. And I'm going to kind of like rush upwards. Sure. Luckbeak, Ravnus, and Ezerath, you actually feel that as well, but aren't as immediately aware what it is. But see Scriv and Marco bounding up the steps right down the hall from you. Uh, okay. I look at those two and then I just bolt after them. Yeah, same. So uh, you guys all run to the deck. Luckbeak, you kind of trail behind because you have shorter legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And Marco, Ezerath, Ravnus, and Scriv all pile out onto the main deck. And you scan looking for something else, another ship, an asteroid, or something. And Ravnus, you see it, and your stomach drops. It's a Mind Flayer Nautiloid, only about 100 feet away. Draw her sword. Marco, you see it as well. Is her sword glowing? Yeah, it would be. And you see it as well, and the two of you see a figure standing on the deck. It's writhing tentacles, and you see it raise a spyglass. You see the glint as it looking directly at you guys. And then it lowers it, and the ship warps away. Almost as soon as it does, the Voidfarer begins accelerating up to spell jamming speed as well. Ezerath will say, It was only an asteroid. Those seem to be more frequent here. And Scriv says, 
Yes, it does seem that they are happening with a larger occurrence rate. It doesn't look like Scriv and Ezerath registered it for what it was. Okay. She looks at Ezerath and, and says, didn't you see my sword? She kind of glances down at it, puzzled. What about it? It close when squids are near. Uh, okay. Uh, Ezerath, you're so useless. <laughs> um. <laughs> it appears that she did not perceive the sword glowing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, the Ravnus just looks very frustrated. <laughs> How, the, the ship was in full view, right? Like, Yes, however, Luckbeak, you did not see it. Oh. As everyone was bounding up the steps, Luckbeak, something clamps your beak shut as you are grabbed from behind and dragged around the corner and shoved into Scribb's cabin. Um, and before you can see who it is, you are basically thrown to the ground. I pull out my gun. All right, stay back, whoever you are. You ain't going to do me like you did him. You look, and you see Merrick standing there in the doorway. Huh? Sorry, Luckby. It's nothing personal. And slams the door shut. Oh, the hell? I, I, I rattle the knob on the door? As you grab the knob, you feel it shudder from the other side as it it seems to be broken, and you are locked inside. Hey! I'm banging on the door now. There's no answer. And then you hear shouting, the voice of Antonin Badeau. Help! Help! There's been another murder! Ravnus and Marco, at that point, you hear shouting coming from below deck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we run down. And yeah, I guess we... Um, you run down to see well, also. Antonin Badeau, white as a sheet. There's been another murder! Who? Gnome. Uh, and he points over towards the magazine in the direction of the head. He said, I, I had to pee. I, I just snuck out to go to the head just to pee, And I saw who did it. Who, who was it? Spit it out, man. It, it was the Doa. <laughs> the, I, I'm terrible with names. Luckstreak or whatever. I look around to see if I see Luckbeak, and then I look at Ravnus. Uh, Ravnus is going to go over to see who has died. You see Fenella Sully, the gnome rigger. Oh, now I feel bad for accusing her. Yeah, she has another crossbow bolt jammed in her eye, and the symbol carved like on her clavicle and Antonin is like beside himself and goes he was standing over her corpse carving that into her and when I saw him he ran it couldn't have been Luckbeak he was with us the whole time she says not noticing that Luckbeak is gone (laughs) yeah like Marco kind of like taps her and then kind of points you do in fact now notice that Luckbeak is gone and she uh... and at that point you hear pounding coming from the other end of the deck go to open the door. Yeah, you see the door to Scribb's room and it looks like the latch on it was broken and you hear a pounding coming from the other side. You can actually even hear Luckbeak's muffled shouts. Yeah. Hello? Hey, anybody out there? Um, I kind of look at Ravnus. Um, should should we just leave him in there for now? (laughs) (laughs) It might not be the worst idea.
what a great and weird button. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll get Tom laughing on my chair. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we're going to start the next episode with the three of us handcuffed together. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, for real. Put a rope around me. Drag me around. <laughs> <sighs> Derailed off the rails. Why is the first message in this channel Tanner saying, Step on me, mommy? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's oh, a great no. question. He like... I have no idea. <laughs> How else do you start a discussion well, in a well, room? Well, when I said so, okay, so what this channel is, it says, Step on me, mommy. Then he says, Just a reminder for all parties, after all this is over, Marco is going to approach Ravenous about the cold shoulder. And then I said, This Would should you... go with the void fair chat. <laughs> <laughs> I just like looked up and it's just like, Tanner, five <laughs> 2020 step on me mommy <laughs> i do have an mp3 uh recording that someone caught of tanner like when we were playing overwatch where he says i'm a good daddy i'm a good daddy and that we like <laughs> would spread far that got me for a while <laughs> i'm a good daddy <laughs> i'm a good daddy oh, i'm a good daddy <laughs> <laughs> Check out patreon.com slash project derailed and subscribe at the $7 tier for more derailed off the rails. With great power comes great responsibility. In a city forever in the throes of the battle of good versus evil, a new team of heroes is arising. Follow the action-packed adventures of superheroic teens, Limelight, Juno, Jackrabbit, Blazar, and Strawvix as they uncover corruption, fight the bad guys, and defend their high score at the arcade. A new generation is rising in Halcyon City. The team is standing on the shoulders of giants, and they have a long way to fall. Fables Around the Table Super premieres July 28th wherever you get your podcasts. projectderailed.com